I don't need to press mic on. No, no, you don't have to press the mic on at all. The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships. Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Uh, this is uh, the uh, the after event uh, a podcast for the Swiss Pro 2022. I'm joined here by uh, by Freddie Winter, who uh, had a had a podium finish in this competition. Uh, didn't quite get the victory, but uh, an encouraging start to the season. Uh, would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm very much in two minds. A year ago, I came here. I ran three at 41. Like I feel like every round, and I was pretty upset because I was I thought I was skiing better than that. I've come into this event been poorly this week i was in bed one week ago you know with a pretty weird case of covid and how everyone, weird everyone's got an excuse i heard someone was complaining about how the, the water's too hot or something earlier which was a bit strange but um you know i'm happy to have uh, got here and actually felt good you know i actually i i i haven't really tried any 41s i, I did ski through the through the covid lightly haven't tried one this week um, and I felt good when I got there, so that's that's important. And I messed up in the final. I had a really good start. I literally don't know what I did. Bit worrying, honestly. But it's good to be getting starts and confused about not getting to the end. Which uh, there you go, you know. All right then. So uh, so going in uh, to the fight to the final round. I mean, uh, I think you uh, you actually scored. Uh, what what was it going into the, uh, after the second round into in through to the final? Yeah, you. I was. Uh, five at 41 so so I was I was tied for the lead with a inferior backup so I ended up going out second to last um, so yeah so will in the final will went out uh, I think one or two ahead of me I forget and and he ran obviously a big score and when you see uh, someone go out ahead of you and get around five at 41 you're like well I better better go and ski well uh, put it together and I felt good you know I felt balanced all day um, everything felt sort of like it was lined up and I, I just didn't capitalize on a great start so I'm, I'm frustrated sounds like the best cure for COVID is actually skiing well apparently yeah apparently <laughs> <laughs> well certainly well done to you uh, for your high placement to finish in this competition now uh, you've you've got you've got some points in in the water ski pro tour now I think you're up you're your third place right out of this event uh, what is it one one event in we're only you know there's only one set of points to go so yeah i've come third here so i am third on the tour so far yes indeed i think with 16 points isn't that right uh, basically uh, i think i think it goes 25 20 then 16 and then uh, then exponentially going going downwards but uh, uh you, ha- have you reassessed your aims uh, for the season off the first tournament or is it too early uh, to to make that no kind of judgment? i mean you know i'm what i'm happy about is i'm on a i'm on a ski that that's good um without being no, it's a horrible D3. Uh, sorry it's d3 yeah I, I mean i've been on d3 <laughs> for, for years but i mean you know not to be a horrible salesman but the uh the ion 2 they've just released it feels really good under my feet i've been on it for 10 sets or so um i was messing with the neo but especially with the covid and stuff i couldn't really 
get too stuck into finding the settings on it and I think it's I, mean, I think it's a really good ski but Ion's just a, a modification for a ski that I've already loved and I've, I'm happy with the way it performed today alright yeah because I actually spoke a little bit with Will Bush and he told, he told me the profile on the skis the Neo is the, is kind of like uh, the smoother ski then you, then you step up to the iron for a little bit more aggressive uh, turns and finishes and then the NRG if you just want to be uh, really totally aggressive out there on the slant ski would you concur with that with that um i'm not i think in the end i was riding my boots a bit too far forward so i i, I maybe wouldn't agree with that because i think the neo was quite aggressive for me but i think i just had my boots too far forward i think i need to pull them back a little bit but again didn't have the time um you know b before this tournament especially with a couple of other things getting a bit weird but uh no, I'm excited. I mean, I, you know, it's nice when you can get on a good ski and 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 you feel happy. And um, I'll be I'll be you know hopefully carrying along in the same vein for the rest of the year. All right then. So best of luck for you going forward. And uh, you certainly opened up your account of the season with the 2022 Swiss Pro Slalom. Best of luck going forwards, and I hope uh, to get to talk to you a little bit more as the season progresses. Thank you very much. I see that you're. Uh we're doing a Brits only podcast here. Good for you. I think that's the way to go. Yes, indeed. All right, then. And as uh, Will Ashen uh, gets a set in, I will turn my attention here to Rob Hazelwood. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I was quite. Obviously, I wanted to. I was a bit annoyed to be missing uh, two out of the 339s, but I mean, that was the score that it took today. So uh, I wasn't too far off the pace. But uh, yeah, I was I was a little bit annoyed to be to be just squeaking through the 39s or missing them. Uh, so I've got some stuff to work on this week before the LCQs. But um, what can you say? I mean, sixth place can't be too mad with that absolutely and i mean your uh, your expectations are ramped up after after last season because yeah. last season was your first swiss pro so you've gotten uh, gotten used to the conditions and the setup uh had they changed much between last year and this year aside obviously from the, the from the wind that uh, that got brought into the equation in the last round yeah i mean obviously there was a few things the biggest one i feel like was the rope change that was a big one this year um just just trying to get used to that and it's just a it's just a different experience uh, in in a whole but but other than that, I mean, the driving felt great, the boats felt great, everything felt kind of, kind of what what you would expect from Swiss. Um, just yeah, the wind blew up a little bit, and I wasn't quite on it. Uh, I feel like my setup needs a little bit of tweaking, but um, yeah, there'll be more to come this season. But yeah, I mean. I didn't really know what to expect. I had a great season last year, but this is the first time I've had a whole off-season kind of coming in, thinking of new stuff, and thinking of new stuff doesn't always help. So, um, But no, I think it went well. You Not mentioned the rope. It was the uh, the mass line optimized at 2.0 that everyone like was, that. was yeah. skiing behind. Yeah. You know, uh, do you do you reckon uh, some some uh, some some sort of leniency uh, be taken into account uh, in terms of rope selection, more than one rope? Uh, oh, 100%. I mean, I don't want to be too controversial out here, but um, that's the whole point of the rule. There's a, there was a rule bought in specifically so that you could have two different rope manufacturers or two different rope types. So, I mean, Masterline, obviously, they make a good rope. There's a lot of good ropes out there, but to, to not have the option, I thought, was a little bit funky. I mean... Um, they're two both great ropes. What are they saying that one's worse than the other? I think you should always have the option. That was kind of the whole point of the rule. But, I mean, you get used to it. A rope's a rope at the end of the day. You just have to take a few sets on it. It's just a little different. All right, then. So after this event, probably a little bit early to reassess any goals uh, going forward. But uh, is this an encouraging uh, way forward for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my goal here was to, to go through my gates and make the finals. That was kind of that was kind of the goal, obviously. After last year, I had, I had some more expectations than coming in. But um, I kind of wanted to just be like, okay, 
day. If you if you make the finals at a at a pretty packed field, I don't know anyone who was really missing. Um, then then for me that that's kind of a good day. Obviously, as I get into the season, those expectations hopefully will go up a little bit, and the scores with it. But uh, who knows? I was happy with how it went today. All right then, and as we transition over to my uh, good friend here, uh, Will Asher, uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, no we problem. thank you. Uh, we we wish you the very best of luck. Uh, any comments on on what uh, uh, Robert Hayeswood just said uh, with the rope or with the event as a, as a whole? Cut the yeah. yeah you're oh, good. I'm not plugged in. Yeah, you're good. Oh, there we go. No, I um, I mean we love coming here to Swiss because we know. <clears throat> I mean, is there a family that is more passionate about water skiing than the Stadelbauer family? You know, anytime I get to ski with Benny or Clint or Vince, um, you just know the energy is going to be high, and they do. It's like that because they're passionate about the sport. So it's, yeah, it's it's always great. You know, I live four miles from here, so it's basically my backyard. So it's a it's a fun way just to get out there, chase some buoys, and test what we've been working on for the last few months. I may I may be wrong, and I may have may have read, misread the situation a little bit. But you came into this, this event with with. with uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say uh, a laissez-faire attitude or a nonchalant attitude, but a different attitude altogether. Your expectations uh, were, were they were they the same uh, compared to uh, to previous events, or did you just want to just 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 take the situation as it was and go go with it? I don't know. Um, I. <laughs> I'm, I don't really like getting stressed about the event, so I just don't get stressed about the event. Like, I make a conscious decision to, like, I don't really care. Um, you know, I, I work really hard in practice. I train really hard. I test a lot of different stuff. I, um, I, that, that's what I'm, that's what I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy the testing. I really enjoy the discovery. I really enjoy <clears throat> figuring out better ways to run more buoys. And then just the byproduct of that is that you run more buoys and you come to these events and you run more buoys. So, I mean, as far as like, at this point in my career, it's fun. I, I like, uh, you know, I'm, if, if I didn't do what I did today, I wouldn't feel any different than if I did what I did today. So, you know, it's, it's just a different way of looking. It's more healthy for me to look at it that way than be like, if I don't run my performance today, then, you know, it's the end of the world. So I'm, uh, I just take it. I, I changed my whole approach on the sport. It's more fun. Well, that's good then, because, I mean, if Will, Will Asher is having fun, then the performance uh, seems, yeah. to be, it seems to be coming up. I mean, you're a boo and a half away from running 41 off, which is, which is uh, let's be frank, is actually a, quite a rare occurrence for you. Yeah, I mean, we... We worked hard over the winter, you know, me, JT, I mean, he, he's been skiing really well in practice and um, it should be better. I think, I think today was, it was a little bit challenging for some reason because um, the conditions were perfect. Maybe, um, you know, people are talking about this and that, but it's at the end of the day, I was right up there with the best skiers in the world today. And that's what I got to take away from it more than just the buoy count exactly. You know, what is the exact buoy count? It's like, no, it's like, how did I do fair against the people that I'm competing against? Like, did I work hard enough over the winter to make an impact? And I was like, yeah, I think it made a bit of a difference. Okay, so what had you been doing over the winter to kind of prepare a little bit from the season? Or was it more a case of resting up and, uh, and, and, t and, uh, and just trying to have a little bit more fun about what you're doing, uh, whether it be testing or whether it be uh, competing in. Yeah, so it's, um, well, we developed, we developed a new ski, so that took a lot of time. But then it's, 
it's just having fun you know in, in the winter I skied nearly every day with Chris Parrish and John Travers and if if you're not having fun with those two guys then <laughs> something's I mean, wrong there's something wrong with you and then you know we had um, little Benny Turp with Wizards from England and he just he just sat his ass in the boat driver's seat and he's like this is you know I love doing this like let me be the guy so we let him be the guy and he took it and I'm like super impressed with the kid you know he just he drove straight I'm like dude I need you to drive harder like I, w I don't want to see any big numbers I want to see some negatives I want you to try and hurt me behind the boat and he did it and he took it and I think he that, that was fun too you know it's like fun to see passionate people that are passionate about the sport yes indeed and I mean Ben Benjamin Turt for those of you that don't know I mean comes from a water skiing family i mean we got carl and joan turp uh, the uh, uh the uh, uh the, the patriarch and matriarch of of that family i mean you've got uh, vincent turp and you've got billy turp yeah. and tilda and, and and all of those all dedicated to uh, to the sport from their facility in gosfield lake so i mean uh, they, yeah, they, they, must, they must be especially proud of what uh, benjamin did N for you guys uh, uh, jacks but also out there on the water yeah i mean the, you know on the water is such a short short period of time in your life like it's not a big deal but it's like how do you how do you hold yourself off the water and the the guy's a class act you know he's um it's, it's been great having him around his energy and we, you know i've been doing this for nearly 20 years at the top so it's like hey you get some energy around you it's, it's fun it's great all right yeah. then what's your plans from here on out you've got masters qualifiers i take it yeah we've got to do this bs haven't we <laughs> it's it's i mean you got to prove yourself all the time all the time i mean it's not good enough now to be you know top three in the world or top whatever in the world you've got to then go and reprove yourself at these lcqs i mean pay the money to be in the lcqs and then pay the money to actually get into the yeah, event itself it's, it feels like a big old money grab i'm not impressed with it it's not fun it's not great i don't think i don't think it's the best way of doing it um i don't think it's going to be this way forever hopefully. we hope so yeah, I mean, last year we got in on the first round. If we did that again, that would be amazing. But you never know. Everybody's skiing well. So it's just a lot of stress. It's like added stress. It's like stress on stress on stress when it's already stressful enough. You know, it's like it will be nice to take this period of time to actually focus, to really put in the work to be ready for Masters. But no, we've got we to gotta prepare for something else, which is, you know, tack that onto a, a big season already. You know, we're going to say you do all the LCQs. We've got Swiss. We've got three LCQs. Then say you make it, you got masters. Then you've got, I think this is, I think it's about five or six weeks after that of back to back to back to back to back. You know, it's a big season already. Yeah. It's like, and for what? <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> fuck. I proved myself. Or, you know, a lot of us proved ourselves for for lots of years. You got to be top seven in the world. You got to win an event, world champion. You know, it's like that criteria was awesome. Let's do it. You know. Yeah, indeed. Hopefully, we'll get back to that. And uh, I'm going to let you go and uh, try and uh, de-stress. Leave, uh, de leave, de leave on that note. Now yeah, you got no, me we'll fired leave, up. We'll I thought you said I was relaxed. Well, we'll <laughs> leave you on that note and get nicely relaxed for the yeah. first day of CQ. And I wish you the best of luck going forward. I hope to see you in this situation uh, towards the towards the top of the podium. But as you certainly got off to, uh, to a good start with four and a half at 10.25 meters. Let's see if you can have more fun. Yeah, perfect. Hey. That's, that's why else do it? We're not getting rich. So we may as well have fun. <laughs> so Regina Jaquist, uh, th 
eighth time in Askin, uh, the uh, the Swiss uh, Swiss Pro Slalom Championship. I must be absolutely over the moon with that uh, with that accolade. Yeah, I mean it's amazing to win a title, but then to back it up, it's always just you know just an accomplishment as an athlete and a competitor going in. But then once you start adding them up, you start getting a little more pressure as you come to the, the next year at the tournament. And now how Swiss do their bibs, you get the yellow bib for if you're the winner of that year. And they've got it eight times. They got undefeated on it. So it puts a lot of pressure uh, just in your mind before you even get to the tournament when you put that bib on. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, just a cool experience and just amazing. I mean, it's definitely taken a big old team of mine to get me where I'm at and definitely thank all of them. Uh, a team such as uh, Herman Cain, right? The uh, your, your your doctor over at uh, at, at Andrews uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, I mean that's a huge team by itself. And and <laughs> yep. you know, I mean, uh, they I mean they allowed you to ski the Malibu Open last year with 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 only just a few days to prepare and then the Worlds afterwards was the uh, was the advice any different this time around? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I had a an amazing surgeon with my ACL and I'm only going into my 11th month so most people would just be starting to ski uh, my surgeon put me back on the water within four months I was competing in my pro event podium the rest of the season the same season I got injured um, so it's still a recovery process I still have a lot of work to go and do but man the difference of what I did last season to this season on the water I you know I got rid of a lot of those things that I would have had to be going through now so yeah dr kane and his office and the the protocols and the path that they put you on it's just it's the standards of the nfl it's the new standards for recovery of acl and um it's just awesome to have not awesome to have had to go through the experience but because i did go through the experience i've learned a lot i've learned a lot of um you know just the mind body mentally the recovery process um and it's still going and i think it's going to make me a better athlete at the end too and what was that little chat going on between you and Whitney McClintock Reaney in 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 the run in the runoff situation, even even working the way up to it? <laughs> oh, she just goes, please don't get too. Or what? Did, she told me I was getting in the water, and I was like, man, we haven't really ever gone out at 39. It's gonna eat my lunch. And she laughs. She's like, it's a lot harder than I thought. And then I get in the water. She's like, just whatever you do, don't just get too. I said, thanks. <laughs> All right, now that you got this win under your belt, you got the Masters uh, qualifiers are uh, coming up, uh, a free weekend. I mean, obviously you want to try and get it done on weekend number one and uh, try and rest up uh, for, for, the, for the Masters. Is that pretty much your aim? Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely um, plan to qualify for the Masters. Um, it's weird for me. I, I never had missed a Masters. So, you know, with COVID and then I followed that back up, missing Masters with my ACL. That's, you know, it's it's a vulnerable time. You know, it's right at that time I got injured. Um, so I'm definitely excited to get back to, you know, my hometown of Georgia and uh, get to get back out on the Masters. So I'm really looking forward to that. But, yeah, that's the plan. Get qualified and go rocket at Masters. And before I let you go back to work in your pharmacy, tell us a little bit more about your new partnership with Ravenol. Yeah, it's exciting. So um, I've now joined the Ravenol team and it's an oil business and it's for high sports. It's great. So for the Malibu boat that I have, I'm going to now have the oil in it and get that high performance, get my engine running perfect and have that set up for hopefully when I get back to jump too. But um, no, it's been a great partnership and I love starting a partnership and being able to feedback 
back to the Ravenal team with a win. Um, and it's awesome, too, because another partner with Ravenal is Nate Smith, who just also won his title. So it's uh, a really good win for Ravenal, having us both win that event uh, here today at the Swiss Pro. Do you know how to do an oil change? Of course I know how to do an oil change. Yes, indeed. Something yeah. else that Regina Jaquist is good at. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tow my boat. And I can back my boat in. Yeah. You got to learn all that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, thanks a lot. Congratulations, Regina Jaquist. Good start to the season. Hopefully, we'll be having a lot more of these conversations uh, before the summer is out. But uh, for the time being, thank you very much for taking the time. And yes. I'll, I'll let you go back up to Santa Rosa get County. Home, get to work tomorrow morning. Do some prescriptions. But yeah, uh, it's great. Always thank you so much, Tony, for everything that you do. And um, look forward to the season. So hopefully, we'll have many more chats because I really like being able to ski. <laughs> but you'd be, you don't necessarily like to chat to me, I guess. I always like to chat to you. I do. I have a great time. We have great conversations. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, right, uh, congratulations once again. Look forward to seeing you more uh, as the season progresses. I Thanks hope a lot. so, too. <laughs> Okay, Nate Smith, uh, the winner of the 2022 Swiss Pro Slalom. Uh, another another great podium finish, another victory for you in this event. Uh, must be absolutely ecstatic to uh, to get this uh, get this kind of win to start your season off. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is actually the second tournament of the season because I was down in Australia. At Mumba, oh, yeah, of course, so, of course. Yeah, so it's actually the second tournament, but it still kind of feels like the start of the season again. You know, we're back in the U.S. This is always kind of the first tournament for everybody. So, uh, yeah, to come out here and, and get the win, Win. that's exciting you know moving into the month of may and the masters and all that but you know it was a battle it was a fight it was not easy today yeah it certainly certainly looked like every bit the struggle that it was that it turned out to be uh, between you and the likes of will asher and uh, freddie winter and a whole slew of others but uh, but uh, but uh, but i tell you what i mean i mean you you look on former this season season so far and but you realize that in order to sustain that kind of level there's still a lot of work to be done correct there is i mean you know I, I couldn't be any happier for how moomba went like i couldn't have expected to ski that well when i went over there i was not skiing well before i went but um you know it was a great event and really i hadn't skied a whole lot since then but i skied the last couple of days here in florida i came down from indiana and it's been cold up there but um you know i took a couple of ski rides friday and saturday and they went really really well and then today didn't feel all that great to me but um you know, it's a tournament, it's a different pressure situation. And uh, there were some big scores that were put up in front of me and, you know, it was tough, but I was able to get it done. And that's, that's satisfying. All right, then you're still working on uh, gaining your instrument rating, right? So that, that's, that's what's occupying you the majority <laughs> of your time aside from this sport. Well, I, I have my instrument rating and my commercial rating and instructor's rating. rating. And, and now I'm working on my multi-engine rating. So I'm just about done with that. Hopefully I was supposed to have a check ride this past week, but it got moved because of weather to next week. So, so Instead of flying the Cessnas, <laughs> you're flying the uh, the the beach airs. Yeah, no, not well. Yes, it's a it's a multi-engine plane now. So um, after that, you become an instructor and time build a little bit. And I'm hoping to transition into doing that here in Florida and not have to be up in Indiana all the time. So if I can do that, it's going to make things a heck of a lot easier for me. Yeah, it. Uh, I'm sure it makes life certainly makes life easier when you're going into a runway and it's not iced up, I guess, <laughs> and or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, you're, or you're battling like 40 mile an hour crosswinds in snow and rain and clouds and just bad weather all the time. I mean, you get weather here, but 
as you saw today it clears up in no time so fantastic and uh you're obviously getting ready for the remainder of uh, the uh, the water ski pro tour season uh actually in the uh, the post interview with uh with with wade uh, he asked you uh, whether you would be traveling uh, beyond the, uh, the 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 shores of the united states uh you didn't give a definite answer to that one but uh, you were waiting to see what your schedule would hold up yeah and that kind of goes back to uh, once i finish this up in Indiana, moving into more of that instructor's role and potentially maybe moving more permanently down here to Florida, back to my house. Uh, we'll see how that plays out over the next month or two, and that will kind of dictate what my schedule will be and where and when I'm able to get away and for how long I can get away. So I think I can get away with doing some stuff here in the U.S., but to get away for a couple weeks at a time over in Europe, I think that's going to be tricky. But, you know, hey, I've been able to make it work the last two years, so you never know. All right, then. Uh, the only person that's actually qualified to skiing the Masters right now is the defending champion, uh, Freddie Winter. You have to qualify, and you have to go into the Masters LCQ, isn't that right? I am qualified as well because you, I won Worlds. Because you won Worlds. Yes. Okay, uh, uh, correct. Uh, thank you for, for correcting me on that. So, you've already qualified, but uh, but, some, but some skiers are already qualified, want to uh, test themselves against uh, against the towboat and what have you that will be there at the uh, the Masters. Will you be there at any of the qualifiers, or are you using the time to, uh, to get your multi-engine well uh, i am going back home to indiana tomorrow for the week um i am not traveling to Corey's next weekend but with drew's being right around the corner from my house 10 minutes away um i Why do not? i do plan to go ski over there it's good just like you said get behind the boat ski with the field of skiers put some pressure on yourself and see how you can perform so it's always good to get into a tournament uh, setting and that's kind of what today was getting back into the swing of things all right and we certainly wish you the best of luck uh, going forwards uh, this must be an absolute confidence booster uh, going into the bulk of the uh, the summer tournament yeah absolutely i mean there were big scores you know will went up and put a, a massive score up there at the end and uh i was able to just barely squeak by but got it done so definitely very satisfying and exciting swiss pro slalom champion for 2022 uh that is uh, nate smith a uh, best of luck to you going forward thank you tony all right, Benjamin Stadelbau making it through to the eighth skier men's uh, slalom final at the 2022 Swiss uh, Pro Slalom on his home site. Uh, uh, didn't uh, didn't go out go the way that it planned in the final itself, but just to make it to the final of the of the competition, you must be pretty proud of what you've done uh, in the, in this uh, this tournament uh, this weekend. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, every anytime you make it to the final, you want to do good in the final, obviously. But um, I've gone a lot of finals uh, throughout my short career so far and so I understand that you know it doesn't always go as planned and for me I mean there's so many good guys out there and uh, every round's a fight and when you make it to the finals you just gotta enjoy enjoy your time out on the water I had a really good feeling on my ski uh, in the finals, you know, my first two passes felt really, really good, and I came up short at 39, but that's just the way it is, you know, sometimes it just doesn't fall your way, and it doesn't stop me from uh, going back, getting back after it, and trying harder and better in the next round, you know what I mean, the next tournament. Kind of take us a little bit through the scenario in the fight uh, in the second round because you yeah. got two at forty-one, uh, I believe, in the first round. Exactly. Correctly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that tied you with about four other skiers. Yeah. Now approaching your turn, Stephen Nev, you got four and a half at ten point seven five meters. He was one of the people Correct. that was tied with two at uh, forty-one off. So you basically knew that uh, you basically had to finish, not finish last among the the, the exactly. competitors with two. At, 
two at 41 off and you'd be through I mean what were, I mean what was going through in your mind with that no I mean you nailed it uh, it was from what I remember it was Steven yeah uh, myself T gas and then uh, one other competitor um, can't remember off the top of my head who it was that had two uh, at 41 and so as long as I got more than Steven, who was right before me, so five at 39, I'd be through to the finals. And so ran my first two passes aggressively, got to 39. And when you when you need to get to a score, at least for me personally, it, it's it, less it, than six. Yeah, it's just different. You're approaching, I at least myself personally, approach the pass a bit differently for better or worse, but you're just, you know, getting through the buoys till you get to that buoy you need to get to. And then I came into it and, you know, that was enough to make it through. And I just came back in the wakes and play it safe. And there's no, no need to take risks there. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, maybe that's something worthy of a deeper discussion because if you're trying to get somewhere and needing the total pass to make it there, obviously it sends a different kind of nerves and different kind of thought process going in. But if you need something less than the complete pass uh, go, uh, going forwards, then you and you ski a little bit more free flowing. It, it, it there it doesn't appear to be as much pressure. And here and and here's me thinking. Well, if Benjamin Stadelbauer takes takes his four process a little bit more buoy to buoy rather than the entirety of the pass maybe maybe slalom skiing as a whole might might improve yeah no for sure i think you need a ski buoy to buoy like anytime the less you think the better it gets uh, i truly firmly believe that when your mind's thinking that's not good when you're out there on the water you actually want to keep your mind quiet you don't want your mind to be thinking you just want to be doing uh, but yeah when you need to get to a buoy you're, you whether you like it or not you're kind of thinking more so you just go buoy by buoy till you get there obviously if everything's going well then you keep going because you you know you have trust in your equipment you have trust in your feeling but the way i was there i was you know being aggressive and I was in it but I wasn't totally cruising it and I get to five ball and that's enough now Steven runs it that's a different story yeah now it's, a, it's just go and attack you know what I mean so it's and I think you saw it with the other ones I was in the other uh, the last the fourth one was Robert Hazelwood actually yeah that's the one yeah 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 and so he kind of did same scenario as me he didn't get a grade one so then you come into three and you're like oh maybe I'm playing it safe here you know what I mean you just want to get to it check up yeah exactly whereas when you're skiing in the finals different you know you just go out there especially if you're lower seated like I was you just go out there and do your best you know what I mean exactly exactly yeah. but I enjoy that uh, that's a great part about slalom skiing for me is uh, there's the times when you just go all out and see what you can do and then there's the times when it's like you got to get to this score either to win the tournament or you know to get a spot in the finals and that's when slalom skiing gets real interesting because that's when you see how everybody approaches it a little bit different and you know um, uh, I think a, that's a beautiful part of our sport it's a bit like Maverick that says if you think you're dead yeah exactly <laughs> yeah for sure for sure I yeah. think you're right all right then so uh uh, you you managed to get into the final. It's an encouraging sign going forward. Uh, Masters qualifiers coming up, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be a very big season. Uh, we've got lots of events, which is great to see. We have events in North America. We've got events in Europe. Uh, it's only May. The season going to go on until the end of October and maybe into November even. So my goal for this season personally is just to you know, try and improve throughout the year. Not just come out guns blazing at the beginning of the season and then slowly die off. You know, it's happened in the past where if you're really fired up too early, it's very hard to maintain that rhythm. So this 
Swiss Pro was good. It was very good. I've got lots of things I can work on and build up, hopefully. And the Master Qualifiers is the next thing uh, coming up. So uh, me personally, I'm going to be doing the, the one at Drew's and the one at, at Jack's and uh, give it my best shot to qualify for the Masters. Including uh, getting your confidence up on that green machine that you're riding on. Exactly. The mean green machine. I like it a lot. Um, it's uh, the syndicate in the works. And so um, just, yeah, great to be a part of the HO family. Great to be involved in, in all of that. And I think it's just very interesting. And we're making the whole package move forward as a whole i think so what so what does that ski offer to you because i mean i see you on the opening passes you know and and you're not typically your smooth self with like 13 and 12 meters but once you get down to about 39 and a half or 10.75 meters and 10.25 meters then the ski starts to react more in a positive way uh, way for you is that what you're looking for yeah i think you're absolutely right i think usually when a ski works very very well at the earlier passes like 32 and 35 off it tends to go south pretty fast at 38 and 39 and so ideally you want your equipment to work very well for your you know your last two passes so for me it'd be 39 and 41 and so my uh 32 and 35s are very good passes i'm just maybe running a little bit of a different line than uh, on some of the previous stuff i've had and when i get to 38 and 39 i'm also running a different line but this time the line is better I'm earlier, I'm wider, I have more support under my feet. And that's just the, the kind of the philosophy and the idea is just, yeah, design better products that help you ski better at the passes that you need to be skiing better at, which are, you know, your limit pass and, and the pass you're trying to run. So for me, my 39 and 41, if that makes sense. All right. Are you uh, planning on traveling this season? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the events, I'll travel, uh, do it all, you know, and do it as good as I can and hopefully have a good time doing it. Absolutely. I look forward to talking with you some more during the course of the season. Uh, well done on your uh, on your uh, top eight to finish in the, the final of the Swiss Pro Slalom 2022. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tony. I appreciate it. All right, joining me here as uh, we wrap up uh, the uh, the 2022 uh, Swiss Pro Slalom is uh, Dane Meckler, who made it through uh, to the uh, the top eight in the men's uh, slalom final. Uh, uh, an encouraging sign for the future? Yeah, you know, I was obviously a little bit bummed in the final. Um, you know, for me, going down to two ball 39, it, it happens. Um, you know, I'm certainly bummed, but uh, I felt really good the first couple of rounds. I've, I've been feeling some good things this year, starting the season really well. Uh, first couple of 41s, I actually felt like I had going and had a good start and so I'm just looking forward to taking that into the next you know next weekends and stuff so LCQs next weekend yeah. I mean you're, you're not quali not already qualified for the Masters the early two competitors are Nate Smith out of uh, the world championship and also Freddie Winter is the defending champion so uh, that obviously opens up a whole a whole whole dynamic of you uh, of you actually qualifying for uh, for this event uh, how does something like like this help help you going forward I mean look it helps tremendously and anytime you can get on the water and you know get, get out there and you know it's just great to get get here it's the first term of the year so everyone's you know there's a little bit of nerves and you know you just we've been waiting six months for this so um, going into the next tournaments you know I have I have much more confidence even though I went down in early in the finals I you know felt really good out there the first couple rounds and you know I'm, I'm hopeful I can get down 41 and you know it's gonna take it's gonna take a big score we all know that. And so next weekend at Corey's, um, you know, looking forward to hopefully 
being right up there and hopefully can come my way top two. This is about as deep into 41 off, at least at least in the opening rounds, as you have been this uh, this early stage in the season out of the last few seasons. So starting off starting off this hot, uh, you've you, you got to manage expectations a little bit. I mean, because last year in that runoff, you got through 41 the first, for, for the first time ever. Now, now, you've, now you've got to uh, uh, keep sight of reality going forwards, haven't you? Yeah, you know, it, it's a long season and you, you can never, you know, well, today felt great. It, you just never know. The, you know, the season, you've got peaks and valleys. And, um, you know, for me, it's just it's important just to to stay on on path. And, you know, I've been working really hard to try and clean up some things I was doing at two ball at 41. And, you know, I think the biggest difference for me is I used to when I would get three, it was it was a pull all the way to three. And now I'm getting three with running over four, you know, and actually getting the rhythm of the pass. So um, just taking some of that confidence, and that momentum you know, um, can really help going going into all these events. All right. Do you intend on traveling this season outside of the United States? I know you went to San Gervasio last year. I did. And you couldn't, you, you couldn't compete. I, d I couldn't, yeah. It was Are you going to redeem yourself? I, I will. I hope so. I, um, you know, I haven't booked anything yet. Um, I'm hopeful to be there at San Gervasio. I'm looking at maybe coming in for a couple European events. I can't do all of them with working full time, but I'm thinking I'm going to come in July 4th weekend stay the week maybe ski france or greece um you know we'll, we'll see i haven't booked anything but i'm very hopeful i'll get over to europe so. scope out honeymoon venues and that kind exactly. of stuff i guess Trying. yeah exactly <laughs> so. all right then so a best of luck to you going forward starting with the masters qualifier uh, uh, dane meckler uh, skiing well here at the uh, the 2022 swiss pro slalom thank you very much tony thank you all right, so one of the two drivers at the uh, the 2022 Swiss Pro Slalom, Becky Lathrop, who uh, was uh, was helming the boat during the uh, the ladies uh, competition, must must be pretty pretty exciting, and uh, you must get a buzz uh, pulling the likes of Regina Jaquist and uh, Re and uh, Whitney McClintock and the rest in in a competition such as this. Yeah, I tell you what, Tony, I have a lot of fun. I know a lot of people say, "Well, you ever get nervous about driving?" I said, "You know, sometimes the night before." It's not really nervousness. It's anxious about I'm excited about the event, more excitement. But once I get in that boat and turn that, that key on or turn the engine on and it's running, I feel like I'm home. It's it's a fun place for me. It's my happy place. And if I can be in rhythm with the skier, that's what's really important. And it's also important that we're driving everybody consistently the same so they all get a good shot at winning that prize money. As part of driving consistency, what kind of what what kind of checklist uh, do you go through in, or, in order to get yourself comfortable and in a rhythm uh, with, uh, with with these with these skiers because I'm because I'm sure there are plenty of people listening to this and like wondering how does Becky Lathrop do it well I tell you what uh, it's kind of like skiers how do they perform at the level that they perform they practice and that's one of the things that I pride myself in taking the time and I've been given this this awesome opportunity to be in the boat and a lot of folks have put their faith in me and I try to come up and drive different people here in Orlando and down in West Palm where I'm from and I and getting in the boat and having an opportunity to pull people in practice is just like training for skiing you got to get into that rhythm so you learn how they ski you learn they learn how you drive and you can get good feedback from it excellent stuff so 
uh, out of out of all of the skiers that you towed, I, I, I know, know that you try to drive the same for every single one of them. Of course. Is is there one that kind of stood out for you as being being the fa- being the favorite uh, performance that you that you drove uh, during the co- course of this competition? During this competition, Tony, mm-hmm. I think more than anything is each skier, like I said, has their unique uh, uh, styles. So you know, I kind of internalize, and I don't know if you had the sound on in the boat, but as the skiers are keen, if I feel somebody getting later in trouble, it doesn't matter who it is. I'll go, come on, stay with me. And the, and the, and the camera, Connor sitting next yeah. to me says, who are you talking to? I said, I'm actually talking to the skier, even though they can't hear me. I'm internalizing for them, wanting them to perform their best. So there really isn't a particular moment. It's just knowing what they're doing and what you need to do in your job to make it fair. All right. This is your first pro event of the season. Uh, what, what other events have you got lined up on your calendar? Maybe the LCQs, or the, those tournaments? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm very excited. In two weeks, I get to drive at uh, Drew Ross's LCQ in um, in Winter Garden. So I'm going to be going there in two weeks. I have a couple others this summer. I know I've got Hilltop and I've got a lot of op- other other opportunities to drive. I'm just excited that people have opened the door and welcomed me in with such great uh, uh, attitudes and, and the ability to perform. That's my job once I get there. Have you driven much abroad? Uh, I have driven in Spain. I'm hoping maybe next summer I can get to some other places in Europe. That's my goal. All right, then. And, uh, and as we continue on with uh, with the season, we we prop we prob we are uh, the, the the last uh, competition of the season. It's probably going to be your favorite, which is the Miami Pro, uh, right in your backyard uh, there at the Greater Miami uh, Water Ski Club. Uh, I mean, being as it's the last competition to the season, it's going to be a few months away. But even at this early stage of the competition, seeing the men and the women Slavonski, you, you must be absolutely giddy with excitement and anticipation. You know, you, when you ask me that, you make me smile. And it, it is just fun to be a part of all these. And like I said, when people ask me who you drive and what, what events, it's like, you know what? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just have a great time when I get there. And it's always good to cap off the season in a place that's just kind of around the corner in your backyard. So fortunately, it's only about an hour's drive from uh, West Palm so I get to head down south and and have a lot of fun at that last tournament. All right, one of our two great drivers in this event, uh, Becky Lathrop, uh, congratulations and and uh, on a job well done here at the 2022 Swiss Pro Slalom. Well, Tony, thank you and great job on the on the webcast and I just wanted to say thanks to the team. It always takes a team, not just the skiers, not just the boat driver, it's an entire team of everybody that runs this event. So we appreciate everyone including yourself and the whole TWPC team. So Thank you. All right, rounding off uh, the Swiss Pro Slalom for 2022, I have on one side uh, Vincent Stadelbauer, I have his father Clint Stadelbauer. Uh, Clint, uh, let me refer to you first. You are the tournament director of Swiss Pro. How do you think the event went? I think it was a great addition. Everything went really smooth. We had good weather, great skiing. For us, it was, uh, I mean, a lot of preparation, but again, a, a, a good turnout. Yeah, good event. Certainly, and uh, Vincent Stadelbauer, turning to you, uh, so far as the broadcasting was, was concerned, uh, not without its difficulties, but uh, we uh, we got through the event and uh, it proved to be a, a broadcaster for the ages. Exactly. As you mentioned, I mean, we had a few difficulties, like always, but overall, it's getting better and better. Every year, we're a bit stressed to make sure we can still do this thing. But yeah, we're still good. It was a very successful webcast. I'm very happy with it. I'm excited to keep going this year. Okay. Kind of what was the highlight for the of the event for you, Clint? Because, I mean, you've been involved 
involved uh, since the inception of this event in in 2015. So a lot of a lot of great skiing has flowed under the, under the bridge. But I mean, with some of the performances that we've seen right from the beginning at this competition in 2022, you know, it must give you a great source of optimism. Yes, it was great seeing from 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 start to finish. If you, I really have a picture is a Will Asher set in in the finals. I think he skied really really good, really powerful. It was windy, tough conditions. I don't know. I hang on to, to number six at uh, at ten seven five. Skied great at ten two five. Obviously, Nate skied great because he won. But I mean, if there's one thing that that, that struck me was Will Asher set in, in uh, ski ride in the finals. Certainly, and uh, in the the skier of the day winner was actually. Uh, Whitney McClintock uh, with her comeback performance and getting into 41 off in the slalom final and actually forcing a runoff there, Vincent. Would you agree that that was one of your highlights or do you have something different in mind? Yeah, Whitney was definitely impressive, especially uh, as we said after pregnancy and her crash at Worlds and all that. So that was great skiing. But I think the highlight was Regina's dominance again again and again and again which this year was actually the toughest score she had to beat and uh, and she pulled it off so eight times was for champion absolutely absolutely so going forward uh, already plans are being uh, put in place for 2023 how much longer can you go on for Clint it is absolute madness <laughs> no you're, you're right Tony but we, we are ready for 2023 and actually the, the work for 2023 is going to start tonight or tomorrow while we have everything fresh in mind and see uh, all the things we can improve that's uh, mostly the, the the 2023 event is will mostly be prepared tomorrow actually uh, in our head excellent stuff and vincent going forward we got a whole season ahead of us uh, with events in the water ski uh, pro tour uh what's that what's the next event coming up and uh, and some of the other events uh, on the calendar so for us the next event coming up is lick 38 happening beginning of june and then uh we got denali pro and then we go over to europe and we go from there so next event beginning of june lick 38 all right any final thoughts from each of you clint go well, I want to thank you, Tony. You're a big part of the success of this webcast. Uh, I really enjoy uh, your, 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 your commenting. So uh, thank you, Tony, for all the passion you put in, in, in your work and uh, all, all the, 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 the pluses you bring to our, to our tournament webcast. All right. And you, Vincent, what's, uh, what's, what's your parting words? Ah, I wanna, I'm happy that we pulled, uh, pulled off the event. Um, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad we got a year to recuperate before the next one. But mostly I'm looking forward to a whole season packed with webcast, working together, working with the whole crew and to keep the show going. Keep on watching. All right. That was Clint. That was Vincent. And uh, this is Tony Lightfoot uh, with the WBC podcast at the Swiss Pro for 2022. Until next time, ciao for now. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.